Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different? Expect anything different is right. Eric Cole is leading the PGA Championship at the end of Thursday. Solly here. Welcome to the No Laying Up live show presented, as always, by our friends at High Noon. There it is. DJ Pie is here. Hello, Pie Man. Hello, guys. Happy to be with you. Happy PGA Championship week. Great day. Big Randy is here, so you know it's a big-time major. Hello, Big Randy. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. Excited to talk some golf. Uh, love the course. We'll get into all of it. Wow. that's a, Expect anything different on that as well. Was not ready for that. That's a, I think that's a first out here. Uh, as always mentioned, the uh, No Laying Up Live show presented by High Noon, the moment Everyone has been waiting for, especially that I've been waiting for, the High Noon Pool Pack. It is back. Grab a case, text the group, and get your friends to the nearest pool. It's got my three favorite flavors are all in one pack. That's the guava, that's the kiwi, and that's the peach. Uh, the lime I like, but it's like it's probably you only want one, I think. But I, I know a lot of people that think the lime is the best one in the pool pack. I talked to a lot of people about this. so I think kiwi all day. Thank Can't you. Can't get enough kiwis. It, it's so good. Shout I, out to Ryan Fox as well. Big day for him. <laughs> I alternate between the kiwi and the guava. Uh, as always, the high noon pool pack is made with real vodka, real juice, has 100 calories, gluten-free, no added sugar, and you can look for high noon on Drizzly or at your local convenience or liquor store or visit highnoonspirits.com to find it near you. Pie Man, I'm going to start with you. Who won the day? We are uh, not the end of round one, but uh, who won the day? A lot of, lot of directions we can go with this. Uh, no disrespect to Eric Cole. He's got a fantastic round of golf going on on the golf course. I'm tempted to say Scotty Scheffler after all the disrespect you guys put on him in the preview show. Uh, but I think, it, I think it's got to be the artist formerly known as the big golfer. Uh, Bryson, proof of life, is back. He's, what, 28 pounds lighter. He's got a new caddy. He's got a new swing coach. He looks like a new golfer. It's just absolutely riveting i know we're going to bring in uh, our own big golfer here shortly uh to talk about what he saw from bryson out there but i, I mean i think it's got to be bryson randy am i am i missing anybody i no i mean i think the um the afternoon wave it certainly seemed like the course I, and i don't have the stats holly maybe you have stats here certainly seemed like the course got a little bit more gettable uh in the evening it seemed like there were more birdies out there. I don't know if that's just coincidence or maybe my perception. But, DJ, I, I think you're right. I think Bryson, for most of the day, was the big story. And then we saw guys kind of getting up to that four under mark late and and making runs. But I would give it to Bryson. You know, we always say courage is probably an overused word, bravery, perseverance. Uh, so it's it's just really commendable what all he's overcome to put himself in this position. Many people are, are saying, you know, it's Yoke Hill out there, but, you know, I got to remind you, Bryson has cut out eggs. He's cut out wheat. <laughs> Yoke Free Hill. Dairy, he's cut out all of those. It's not Yoke Hill. You know, we're going to have to think of something else. Uh, I would, I would, I'll push back on it being the story of the day. Cause I, I gotta say, I love my ESPN guys. I love my CBS guys. They've been doing a great job. They were late getting to this. Bryson was, you know, six, seven, eight holes into his round. And I know that the broadcast was really focused on, you know, the feature groups and they didn't have enough cameras out there to really cover all that. But 
I like, I like looked up. I was like, "Holy shit! Is Bryson really doing this?" I mean, this is. Uh, I, I, we made some comparisons to Wingfoot. A lot of people have made comparisons of this golf course to Wingfoot. I think there's some similarities. There's a lot of differences, but you know, it wasn't like screaming off the charts of like the only thing that matters here is distance. So Bryson makes a ton of sense here. Like you still have to hit some proper proper golf shots, and some of the stuff that he said about what he's got going on or what he's doing more from an owner position and all. I mean. Bryson is so back in terms of all the dumb stuff he's going to say. I'm very ready for all this diet stuff to be totally fake. Like, I, I've, I've been through enough of these Bryson storylines to know. Supposedly, he was eating a sandwich during one of these pressers, so I don't know if he's got gluten-free bread to do all that, but I'm ready for this all to start crumbling down like almost every Bryson storyline has. But uh, I know we know a guy that I think before, way almost kind of like he was going to do at the Masters, which was like, I kind of want to follow Phil and see what this guy that can't break 70 anymore will shoot. Sure enough, Phil finishes tied for second, so KBV says, you know what? I'm going to follow Bryson around on Thursday. And I have he's a feeling the, he's the live whisperer. I, <laughs> I have a feeling he, uh, he, he saw some stuff out there today. So why don't we bring in our guy from the media center here at the PGA championship at woke Hill, Mr. KVV. How's your day, man? Hello lads. I'm doing fabulous. I had a, just a lovely day following the once big golfer. Uh, I did. I texted DJ last night. I said, you know what it would be a great story. No matter what happens is Bryson. What happened to Bryson? I miss Bryson. And then, like, by the end of the day, everybody wanted to write Bryson. But we were there right from the start. <laughs> Hell yeah. We need you out following C1 Kim tomorrow. Get to the bottom of that well, story. See, see what's going on with No that. one's telling no. these stories. What was... Uh, Liv, knows, Liv knows my price. They, <laughs> they know how to re out, reach out to my people. Uh, KVV, what was kind of the, you know, sum it up. What's the headline of the day for you for, from following, following Bryson around? I think the headline for me, Deej, is just I'm grateful that Bryson is back. You guys touched on it a little bit. It's just more fun when Bryson is in the mix, right? It's He's he's telling stories about uh, ulnar deviation, and he's uh, getting deep into the, the you know, I, I've my body was inflamed. They did all sorts of blood tests. I was so dizzy at the Masters, and this is what I dug into. I was just like, man, this is fun. This is so great to have him uh, just back in our lives doing weird stuff. And honestly... The walking the round with him, I was like, this seems really disciplined. Like, he just didn't make any dumbass decisions. He just was like, oh, I'm going to hammer right down the middle. Oh, I'm going to hit a sweet, like, soft wedge right to five feet. I'm going to make this putt. So, uh, honestly, I was like, this, this kind of, I mean, we kept making the wing foot comparison, and he was like, you know, it's more nuanced than that. There's some water out here. You can't just pound driver. You can't just blast it down there go as far as you can. You have to be a little bit more... Uh, you know, thoughtful about it. And even that was interesting to hear from Bryson that he was basically like, yeah, my strategy wing foot was just to nuke the shit out of it and go find it. And that's, it's different here. I think it, uh, it we, you know, we don't have to go through Bryson's whole huge timeline of his career, but uh, one thing I would say, it's amazing that he's done all the stuff that he's done and we still are like, he couldn't be less likable as a person. And I'm still like, fuck yeah, let's go. Shoot a, shoot a number out there. I'm ready for this. I don't know what he would have to do for me to start rooting against him on the golf course because he's already done everything possible, I think, to have possibly activated that. But when Bryson activated this extra speed thing, the one comment a lot of people have made and that we have made as well is to say, like, this was kind of a one-guy situation. He's kind of the only one that can build off of, you know, the, uh, gosh, what's the golf uh, golf machine swing that he has formulated that was going to make this work somehow. And it's easy to forget how good of an iron player and striker of the ball Bryson was prior to that. It wasn't just, uh, you know, he was kind of getting past that part of the game, dumbing down that part of the game for a long time, even though he was a decent iron player. 
And but he's still crafting the shots, still getting close to the hole, and still putting well when he was playing really good golf. And man, it all of those got activated today. Number two in strokes gain off the tee, number eight in strokes gain approach the green, and 17 in putting, uh, which is you know gaining over two shots on the greens. How sustainable is it? I don't know, but that was a sight to be seen today, and I'm very excited about it. Sully, so, I mean, he he was more than a half a stroke better off the tee. And I know you like the data, so I tried to look up some of the data. Uh, more than half a stroke better off the tee than anybody else. Uh, that's that's a big number to be gaining every time. To, uh, and, you know, he just he didn't really make any mistakes. You know, he made a couple of bogeys, but everybody's kind of making them. And he just kept – I probably could have shot a couple more under if a couple more putts had gone. And he hit really good putts a couple times that – just kind of burn the edges. And I think what was interesting is you, I put this in the column for tomorrow, but there was a couple times when there was a few stray people who tried to kind of get under his skin in the old way. Hey, Brooksy, you know, you heard that once or twice or, you know, a couple of people making comments about the rope stuff. But he was like just super joyful. He kept kind of like smiling at the crowd and sort of, hey, thank you. Thank you. Every time somebody would say a good shot, like, I don't know, man, this is the happiest I've seen this dude in like a year. I mean, obviously I haven't seen a ton of him because he's been off at live, but I don't know. I mean, maybe Liv has been good for him. Maybe Liv is the answer for Bryson. Do you think it's not – there's going to be a very Liv positive uh, evening, I feel like, with him playing well, Clearly. Dustin playing well. I think, like, there's a lot of a lot of positives for Liv tonight. But do you think it's Liv or do you think it's kind of like just being out of the spotlight? And I don't even mean that as, like, a backhanded yeah. comp, you know, backhanded thing towards Liv, but, like, he's, he's kind of just been – irrelevant for a year yeah right and i, I don't I think, know if it's that or if it's you know i don't know that the crushers are really filling up his tank maybe maybe <laughs> they are but it kind of seems to me like he's just been able to like put the pieces back together and reset his life a little bit and he doesn't have to go yeah. from you know the memorial to, to what it, like to the u.s open to all of these event 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 it's just like hey bryson like say something say something come on say, do something yeah. stupid i'll totally project he, there i a, think like there's got to be for someone that is, a, is an outcast, let's call it what it is, to have a little bit of that team element or like an us versus them kind of mentality of at least feeling like there's some dudes in the locker room that may have your back now has got to be at least a little bit, you know, motivating in some way. Like some dudes were just straight up not cut out for the solo life that was the PGA Tour. Matt Wolf comes to mind in terms of like, dude, that, that dude did not like PGA Tour life. And it, uh, I could totally see Bryce. But I guess part of the issue being like, Similar to Phil before the Masters, I know Bryson had a good finish last week, but similar to Phil before the Masters, this was not, like, coming. I, there was no signs yeah. of this. There's, his golf has been horrific. It's not like people were sleeping on him. He's, no he one said really he finished noticed. fifth in Tulsa, Solly. Uh, well, how am I supposed to know what that means, Randy? Get out of here with that, okay? Fifth, uh, baby. So it's. I don't feel like you know we were sleeping on him. and any, We talked about him in the preview pod, but, like I, I, again, I'm very, very stoked about all of this. I kind of wonder, I mean, you could, look, we've talked our share of shit about Liv, but, like, I wonder if you could make the case that, like, it's easier to sort of figure out and find things if you've got bigger gaps like, in between long, you know, stuff. If you're you not can't miss cuts. Sort of miss, yeah, miss a cut. The, like, on the tour for a while, like, you miss a cut, it's it's compounding, right? Your, your negative vibes are compounding. You, you feel like, okay, shit, I got to go to another city. I got to figure this out. He very much talked about that how he just needed to practice. He needed more time to sort of stuff. He actually said something kind of interesting. He's like, I know you guys kind of joked about how I was always out on the range until like midnight, but he was like, I had to do that 
because I had to, and I think that's part of Bryson's kind of. <laughs> I had know, to retro had retroactively, to. <laughs> retroactively making excuses for stuff. But like he's like, I had to figure out what I was doing. I, I couldn't figure out how to swing. Driver with sucks. My wrist hurting so much. Yeah, driver just sucks. Uh, and so he he was very much you know, he's flexing his wrist and showing us the bone and stuff and talking about how it's much more stable really? through impact and he doesn't have a you know a, a high left miss or a low right push or whatever and stuff. So. Uh, I mean, I was just kind of like, I felt kind of a little bit happy for him. I was like, ah, Bryson, man, like you've, you've taken your share of shit. I was right there. You, know, you guys probably remember I was the person who witnessed when he, you know, went after a fan uh, at, at the, you know, BMW a few years ago and that turned into such a big deal where they're banning, yelling, you know, Brooksy for that stuff. And so I've seen Bryson at his lowest. Uh, so to see him kind of rise back again was kind of fun. A little bit of rage, maybe, in that, if I remember from the BMW. I wonder what, what could have possibly caused that. I, I, you know, he had to do that, too. He had to. What, what was your phrase, DJ? Waterboard himself with protein shakes? That was, uh, yeah. that was some adversity no, that, was, that was just thrown at him. That was the only option he was given at that point. If he was going to try to truly break the game, hack the game, uh, that, was, that was his only option. Randy, what would you feel watching, watching Bryson today? I've, I've not, just in this whole conversation, I've never thought, Bryson and Neil Schuster have been so much alike just <laughs> with you know backing themselves into the, the their own corner and then somehow convincing themselves this is outside adversity remember when Neil switched to the steel driver <laughs> steel driver <laughs> playing that course in Ireland without a driver you know you gotta experiment you gotta, you gotta be willing to I daringly had, change the game I had to do that I had to be out there doing that yeah I I uh, I, I I think my big takeaway is what you touched on just is the tempo and format of live more beneficial for certain guys. I think that's really interesting and I don't have an answer to that. I, you know, it's, it seems like just conjecture at this point, we don't have a ton of, you know, years of data to go off, but I think it's something, you know, KVV, you and I were talking earlier in the week about, uh, well, it was about Ja Morant and just, you know, sometimes these, these guys, it's like, you know, you, you get all the money and with it comes the pressure and the expectations. And I, I think it's a fair question to ask, like, are some of these guys actually happy? And perhaps getting out of the limelight week to week of the tour and, and getting to a setting like Liv has really helped him. I don't know. He also could shoot 76 tomorrow, and we kind of forget that he ever led after the first round. I, I, I do not know what to expect. A lot of golf left. A lot, a lot, a lot of golf left. And I'll say this uh, on, the, on the kind of live front, just so people are, are understanding, I think, of the position. And feel free to disagree with any of this if you guys will. Shane Ryan wrote a great piece just saying, like, look, guys, I, I think if a live guy wins one of these tournaments, it's not going to mean maybe what the live boys will think it means. It's not going to change the fact that no one's watching live. It's not going to change the fact. There's fe- no live transitive property. It's like, right? Like <laughs> the ratings weren't out through the roof in Tulsa because Brooks and Phil played great at the Masters. It, it like, it's almost, yeah, it works like that. It almost makes more of the point of like, dude, I wish we were just watching these dudes play against each other more often. And the majors are totally elevated by this. And it's not going to mean anything if a live guy doesn't win one of these. It's not going to mean much if they none of them finish in the top 15. I think we all are able to separate, and feel free to disagree with this, able to separate out what PGA Tour golf is versus major championship golf. And, like, I literally the only reason I wouldn't want a live guy to, to lose or to win is uh, what the idiots on Twitter would say, which is a very, very, very dumb reason to, to root uh, for or against anyone. 
yeah, I think if you're rooting for like a story and just what's fun to talk about and what's gonna make you feel something and what's gonna like glue your eyes to the TV, I mean, every time they're like, let's go over to his seven. Here's Bryson DeChambeau. Oh like, yeah. Oh my hell yes. Feed me. I cannot get enough. Uh, KVV, I was gonna ask you. I, I read the piece that you put up, uh, or is either going up or should be up shortly on nolangup.com and there was kind of a reference at the end towards the kids being all over Bryson. I always thought about that. Like I know we all kind of feel He's the Nickelodeon golfer about him and I'm I'm always curious like what the what the kids reaction is to it. So that sounds like it was like a very real thing out there today. Yeah, it was neat to kind of watch that. Like, you know, PJ Tour, excuse me, major tournaments are always like a huge clusterfuck in terms of like trying to be up by the rope line and stuff and trying to get this thing. And so kids always often get kind of disadvantaged in that. And so I was kind of just like hanging back and outside the ropes for a little bit just to sort of see people watch people watching Bryson. And I watched these two kids, these two like, you know, tween age boys, kind of about the same age as my girls, like just eagerly like trying to peek around just to try to get a look at you know, seeing the big golfer hit bombs and stuff. And they were just sort of speaking of it in awe. And you realize, like, you look around and you see, like, you know, we're part of this too. Like, a lot of kids grow up just watching golf on the internet. You know, they're watching Good Good. They're watching Barstool. They're watching us or whatever. And that's their experience. And Bryson is closer to that than a lot of, like, these PGA Tour guys. Like, they they understand Bryson's arc more than they understand Tiger's. And so to see them sort of feel in wonder of him, I was like, Man, that's kind of a neat thing. Like you can call that cornball or too earnest or whatever, but I'm in, man. I, I love that. See, watching kids get all geeked out. Bryson talks about that stuff all the time. Oh, I want to go to the game with kids, and I was like, here's a real example of that. I I gotta push. Well, I, I gotta throw some cold water on that. Kids <laughs> are stupid. Do. Please do. Yeah, I understand. Kids are very stupid. Yeah. I think you could also make the case Bryson's like pretty close to Jake Paul and Mr. Beast. Like I, it wouldn't shock me in two years if Bryson was. What's Cure, he doing? Curing a hundred kids of deafness or something? <laughs> so I, I don't know. I I mean, God bless the kids, but they're dumb. But doesn't every one of Bryson's decisions, like the way he acts in videos and and everything, he's the Nickelodeon golfer. It's all meant for like fifteen year olds. And like the caddy announcement, yes. where his caddy like jumped in the pool, and then of course Bryson fired him. But uh, it's all just it's all Nickelodeon. So it makes sense that he'd be big with the God. kids. Can I uh, can I ask you, KBV? You uh, you're out at Oak Hill all day today. What's yeah. your impression? We're going to talk some golf course here, but after we let you go, but what's been your impression of uh, of the test at hand here? Uh, rough oh, is really what? really tough. Oh God, really uh, tough. <laughs> I'm honestly like you can see, guys. You know, it, I think Rory alluded to this in his presser. Like, yeah, if you're in the fairway, you got a lot of options and you can go at things. But if you're in the rough, you're you're not boned, but you know, there's just very few people who can advance it up around the green. Uh, it's not. It's, you know, it's interesting. It's it's kind of low key. It doesn't feel like a, um, a super intense major at the moment. I think it'll probably kind of ramp up slowly over time. But the crowd is is pretty chill. There's not you know, there's not a huge crowd out here, so it's not like you're pushing to get to the front. There's there's no tiger, which always kind of makes it a little bit interesting in terms of its intensity. Uh, it does feel like, you know, a big test. It feels like a big track. It feels like there's hard shots out here, but it doesn't feel like stupid. It feels like there are cool, you know, approaches into greens. There's some really weird pins today. I mean, weird by meaning like way tucked in these tight corners. That was kind of cool to see. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I don't know that it's like blowing me away. I don't think I would want to play here, but uh, I think it's like a very stout test, which I think is what you probably want. Bonafide. Anything else? Any other big takeaways uh, from today? Anything you saw or uh, want to get off your chest here as uh, before we let you go? 
Uh, you know, our guy Rory just uh, he just doesn't look like he's he's got it. It's just he's come down with something. Over. Come on, let's make excuses yeah. for him. He's not feeling. He's a little under he the weather. Twenty two percent whoop score. Might feels be like drinking it's just too many not. protein shakes. Kind of how it looks. Might 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 not be uh, might not be his time. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I walked a little bit with him. I, I will say this: I Keegan Bradley, Jason Day, what they were also in. Uh, in the group, like Jason Day's strategy of not seeing the course obviously did not work out very well. But like Keegan's, so I know, I know, I'm the I'm the one pro Keegan guy on the on the Keegan might be a threat. Keegan's hitting the ball really good, and uh, he's he's vibing a few times out there. I gotta say, so. that's like definitely Keegan, a, definitely Keegan a side to let you go. Then if that's if you're gonna start riding for yeah. Keegan, then you uh, you go go <laughs> find yourself a, tough. Go find yourself a garbage plate. All right, so. Kev, oh, I know uh, the people on the podcast can't can't see you, but a lot of comments on your all white fit. I was curious if you had an early Wimbledon pick. <laughs> God, I gotta go with Alcaraz, but uh, you know that I I'm just trying. You know, I got a lot of Ken Bone comments when I wore the the red sweater at the players, so I'm I'm working my way through the fashion choices, and uh, you know, hopefully the, the crispy whites uh, were a good Thursday choice. You know, we'll see you're what just, else we can go. You're being done dirty by the white backdrop. That's, <laughs> it's that's great. killing you. It's, we're yeah. we're going to let you uh, reascend back into heaven. And uh, thank you so <laughs> thank much you. for uh, for joining us. And uh, have a wonderful rest of the week at, uh, at Oak Hill. Thank you, boys. Thank we'll you. see you. We'll see. So, good luck to Hannah. Uh, you know, congrats to her. I'll, I don't know if that won't see you tomorrow, but congrats to her. Thank you very much, KVV. I want to give a shout-out to our friends at Mizzen and Maine. They are famous for their performance fabric dress shirts. Uh, these, you know, these are the famous dress shirts that look, uh, feel like t-shirts, but they have all the performance qualities of a workout shirt, yet they look like a dress shirt. They're incredible. They're, they do more than dress shirts. They do polos, they do pants, pullovers, hoodies, shorts, t-shirts, the whole thing. I got to say, the dress shirts really are that good, though. They're lightweight, they're breathable, they're moisture-wicking, blah, 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 all that, bull- all that bullshit. I have, I would have killed to have had these back in the day when I wore dress shirts every day to work. I, I needed a new white dress shirt for my sister's wedding. I went straight to their website and bought one. I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to flex on anyone here, but I'm not just saying this because they give us clothes for free. I hated the dry cleaning, cleaning routine when I had an, a desk job and the cost that goes with that. This is all way better. Everything's machine washable. They don't wrinkle. Uh, the polos and hoodies are great, but also don't sleep on the short sleeve button ups. That's what I got on tonight. As, uh, Dude, I, I had that in Italy. I just balled it up in my suitcase. Didn't even have to iron it or anything. Just yanked it out. I was ready for some limoncello. I think one more high noon, I'm going to go Harry Higgs. And every high noon, I'm going to go one more button down. But uh, listen, everything Miss in Maine makes is municipal course approved as well. It's comfortable enough for the absolute doggiest of dog tracks. Uh, and, I, and you know the Strap Boys, they love a discount. And you can use code STRAPPED for $35 off any purchase of $125 or more. That's an enormous discount. $35 off any purchase of $125 or more, and I cannot say enough good stuff about uh, their 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 whole kit, everything they got going on. Mizzenamain.com. Strap. This, uh, this, this polo I'm wearing is a Mizzenamain. First time I've worn a Mizzenamain golf polo. Super comfortable, breathable. Can't wait to wear it on the course. Uh, do you guys want to talk more golfers, or do you want to talk Oak Hill yet? Randy, your call. Um, Why don't you go? Oh, kill you're pa- oh. okay. You're passionate about this golf course, and I'm ready to hear you say nice things about a golf course, and I want to hear why. I thought it looked cool. I, I thought, I, I thought for me, it was the um, KVV just mentioned it briefly, but I really, 
the the green complexes were were super interesting and i loved some of the pin locations it seemed like little tongues and they were they were able to tuck it and i just i i don't know i i think with the pga championship i felt very similar at southern hills last year uh these two iterations where you know, I don't get myself as worked up as I do with the U.S. Open and wanting it to just be a total bloodbath. I, I thought it was like, Solly, I feel like it, it hit exactly where you're always kind of trying to convince me a major championship course should reside, which is, you know, hit the fairway. You're going to get rewarded. God, that ball was bouncing. I saw guys hitting driver and those those bounces were literally what you'd see in Scotland. Like, you know, head high bounces on the first bounce and with rollout. Um, and, and it just was, you know, a huge advantage to have 25, 30, 35 extra yards of roll, maybe get a wedge in your hand instead of a mid iron. And yeah, I, I just thought it was, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I wish I had better words to describe why I like just work for you. It, 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 if it, it kept it you visually, it, it just was interesting. And I, and I just enjoyed watching guys hit shots. The word that kept coming back to me, Randy was proportion. Like it felt like a very proportional test, meaning like you had to not only drive it pretty long, but you had to drive it straight. And the rough was not out of control. You got punished like the right amount if you hit it in the rough, but you also like, because the greens, you know, there were openings in the front of the greens, the stronger, faster players could hack it up there. And mm -hmm. like speed was a definite advantage, but it wasn't the only advantage. Uh, the pins were tucked, like you were saying. So it was like, you still had to be a great iron player to put up a good round. Lots of cool short game stuff. It was like a very, very balanced test and i know that's not like the sexiest thing in the world but it, it was just god it was really doing it for me today i i had a blast watching today i think it's an awesome major championship golf course i think for this style of golf course you know northeast um you know kind of big field rolling terrain trees just everything that this is about and you know of course with rough it's about as good as you can get it right i still like will slightly say like i just still don't love narrow-ish fairways with very thick rough the balls that run into that I don't, I don't recall seeing maybe three maybe four interesting shots out of the rough today it's an appropriate punishment for the shots going offline and that's an interesting element and they did a great job covering tee shots which is kind of a yeah. beef I usually have is like hey if you're gonna like put this much emphasis off the tee and you don't show the shots I'm not really gonna enjoy this path to getting to a winner by the end of day Sunday, but they showed so many tee shots today. You knew what to look out for. They covered the holes so well. You knew what sides, uh, you know, were bad sides to be on. That just is so engaging. I thought the broadcast. And look, you can throw out our opinions this week since we're doing ESPN coverage this week. That maybe we're by, maybe we are biased in this. But I've we've long said for years that ESPN coverage is some of our favorite in golf. Uh, well before we got brought on to do coverage this weekend, but. It was working for me as well. I have, I have nothing but strong things to say uh, about Oak Hill, the, the test that it provides. And, man, it feels just freaking thorough. Like, there was no one that played iffy golf today that is near the top of this leaderboard. And there, this today feels as much like a formation lap as any tournament I can remember watching in recent history. Maybe last year's JT's comeback last year with nine holes to go it really set the tone for me of, like, dude, PGA Championships, There's they're just really long tournaments. Uh, even... Rom may have played himself out of it, but I wouldn't go as far to say, like, Rory did not play himself out of it today. It looked really bad, but he did not play himself out of the golf tournament. There is so, so, so much golf left to play. I think Rory's round is kind of a good example of of where, in a weird way, the rough was kind of working for me, was you could you saw a lot of players go on 
like it was a very streaky day in that like you could if you were driving it well and you hit three four fairways in a row all of a sudden it's like oh man like the green is not or, you know it's not like asphalt greens like you you can hit it close you can because the fairways are running out so much you're gonna have a lot of like wedges nine irons eight irons into a lot of these greens so like you can make a couple birdies but as soon as you get offline at all you're gonna make two bogeys in four holes or a double in a bogey or whatever and you saw that with like keegan's round you obviously saw it with finau you know and the way he started and the way he kind of bounced back you saw it with like a couple guys where there were all these like very a lot of like ebbs and flows throughout the round and it was just i don't know it's just really really fun to watch and, and i thought on top of that dj too with with the the whole locations today a, a good chance to either hey if you want to play it safe and and hit it to the middle of the green and yeah. and you know have a 35 foot birdie putt and and try to just make a comfy four go for it but it 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 seemed like guys were getting tempted to try to get at some of these flags which i thought number was two. great you know hmm. i exactly i was just going to say like max home on number 2 hit you know if that green's a little softer or if that ball just checks a little bit more he's 5 feet and instead it just keeps rolling and goes down a little path but it was playable down there and he put it up and ended up making a par, but you could kind of see guys having to do that decision where, okay, do I need to try to go for this one? Am I just trying to stay patient? And I like that aspect of it. Well, I think even a whole like 15, like the par three, right. Whereas like <laughs> you've probably played like such a long day that you're just like, God, I'm so fucking sick of hitting to the middle of these greens. Like I have to make a birdie. I have to make a birdie. And you finally get to this like 150 yard shot which anybody who's ever picked up a golf club, if you said like, hey, where do you not want to hit it on this hole? It's like, okay, you 100% cannot hit it left. And guys just kept doing it because they were just trying to to get into that little finger and trying to get it back to uh, that pin and trying to take advantage of the one birdie chance. And it was just such a cool line. Like it was a very, very great dividing line today. Oh, it was awesome watching. I was so excited to watch Morikawa get to the 15th tee today, which if, if you'd missed any yeah. of the coverage today, it's a long, kind of skinny green with a death bunker left and a big runoff down the right side. And the pin couldn't have been tucked farther in the back left. And Morikawa is literally the best iron player in the world, but plays a fade on every shot. And so, you know, his, his six iron accuracy is like the nine iron accuracy of the rest of the tour players. So what's he going to do to a back left pin, a Patrick Reed pin in the back left? Is he going to just bail out to the center of the green? Is he going to go for it? Started a ball just left of that pin, and it didn't cut. Hits the bank, kicks into the bunker, total death spot. Like, he went after the pin, could not pull it off. I really, really enjoyed uh, watching dudes you know, try to get after this pin and watching some, uh, you know, everyone that get caught up in the left. Cam Smith got caught up in that left bunker, but hit an unreal bunker shot that I thought they didn't really properly uh, give you a good idea of as to how good that bunker shot was. But that was what, that little stretch there really activated me, and I, I loved every single moment they showed of the 15th hole. It looked like only two people got up and down from that left side. And there was a good, like, 15, 20 people over there, it looks like. I mean, it's just just death. Let's just, uh, just in terms of course, I know there's some rain in the forecast. Have have you guys been checking? Do we know is Oak Hill due to get a little wet Become overnight? Soak Hill, or, is that what you're saying? Yeah, because that would be a bummer. I saw uh, Andy Johnson say, you know, let's hope Oak Hill – avoids the bulk of the rain because i i mean i'm trying to think the last time i've seen balls bounce that high in the fairway off off some of those drives i saw it, it was really impressive 
And it, it also, Randy, we, we say this, you know, it usually turns into a heated argument uh, every year during the U.S. Open, but it kind of feels like they're in total control of the golf course, like rain notwithstanding, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it almost feels like they could just keep edging it a little harder, a little harder, a little harder, yeah. a little harder, which is so fun. So, yeah, hopefully the rain stays away. And last thing, sorry, last thing on those whole locations, some of them were like, damn, this is what I would have expected on a Sunday. Like, I, I don't oh know what y'all have in store. Like, where, right. where are we putting some of these on Sunday? I can't wait. That was, they chose violence on some of those pins. I mean, that was, some of them were the hardest ones you could possibly put on. You know, watching a few of them, like 10 was pretty accessible. There were a couple accessible ones, but yeah, they've used up some, some really hard pins as it is. But some of the par threes, the longer par threes, they can get a lot more difficult if they want to. They're in total control of what they want to do. I don't think the rain, my, my phone's showing 90% chance of rain Saturday. So I think we still get at least two full rounds of it. Um, I don't know. It looks like during the day rain on Saturday and not like cancel play rain. So that's another element of, of, you know, I don't want to see Sounds it soften like up either, but good time to plug the, uh, ESPN well, mega cast. That could and be, fun be to watch. Ideal. <laughs> I'd love to, I'd really love to get tomorrow's round, like as similar conditions as possible, just to really have an even late, early, early, late wave, because I, I think it'll be really interesting watching these guys in the afternoon who had, you know, benign wind, and I'm not sure if stuff softened a touch. I, I don't know. It just seemed like there were more birdies to be had. I'm really curious how they're going to fare early tomorrow morning. What do you guys think of the 14th hole? It took the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask you that question, too. I, Randy, please. I... Uh, I, I liked it today. Now, if it's kind of the they're all playing the same way for another three days, I might change my opinion. But for today only, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's cool when it's such a hard golf course that you're you're giving one essentially like glorified, really really long par three, right? Where where it's kind of everybody's gonna hit it up. I, I don't love like I don't think there are a bunch of like great options in play, right? It's kind of everybody just bashing it up into those bunkers and trying to get up and down. I think they were, they asked Finau a good question during the mic'd up segment, right? Like trying to at least get something like if they move the pin, you know, if they really tuck it like up against those bunkers, like, do you think then maybe guys will lay up and try to spin one off the back? And he's like, no, we're like all really good bunker players. And if yeah. we have a backstop, <laughs> like, well, that's ain't going to be a problem. I, th uh, I think, yeah, sorry, Solly, I'll, I'll throw it to you. But I was just going to say, I, I think it'd be a little bit more interesting of a hole if they maybe moved up a tee box and made it like a 280, 285-ish yard hole just to really give guys a shot to to hit that green and, and perhaps hold it. But yeah, Solly, what, what did you think of it? I thought the same thing. I was really excited to watch this hole. I thought it was pretty dull today. I don't know if it gets more exciting with a little different wind and the and a front pin. Um, like Finau said, though, you can kind of get to that for those front pins maybe even easier than these back pins. Um, I don't know if there is a tee box that's possibly in play to move up. I would, I'd like to see the same thing you're talking about though, Randy, in terms of, hey, I'd like to at least tempt these guys to try to land one on and hold it. Cause long is death and really interesting if you go long and it's not punishing enough to hit. You can hit towards the end of that fairway. It can roll into the rough and it's not that bad. It can roll into the bunker and it's not that bad. And it, I didn't see anybody get screwed. Some of those bunker faces are steep. They're crazy. And I thought we would get some total landmine lies in some of those. And that just never really happened with any of the key players today. So 
Um, kind of blew my mind just the idea of somebody stopping it on that green. Like I obviously haven't been there, but when you see the photos of just how uphill and like you mentioned, it's almost like a volcano hole. Like it's when total you see, luck. Like, it, it's luck it's, bouncing it through yeah, the bunkers. Yeah, it's just crazy the idea that a ball would would stop on that thing. Um, I I think the they could have done some more interesting things in terms of making those, if you make those pot bunkers like real hazards, like mm-hmm. real bunkers, then maybe guys aren't just hitting it up there and aiming for them or do like the Southern Hills thing and put like no sand in that bunker and make that a totally different shot. Otherwise, that's just too stock of a shot for this level of player. And I or, just didn't like how it played today. Or no rakes, as my associate and I have, <laughs> have you know, lobbied for in the that's past. That's what Shackelford said. It's, uh, maybe some of these guys are playing with no rakes. They're leaving shitty rake jobs no, behind on true. purpose. Some of the live guys, potentially. That's a legend. I, I could not confirm or deny any of that. That's but. a dog whistle. We see you, DJ and Randy. <laughs> we, we got you. <laughs> uh, you want to gloat a little bit on Scotty, Pie Man? Yeah, you know, I'm happy to uh, say that I was on that block, you know, choosing the the uh, arguably the number one player in the world uh, to play well at a major championship. I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't need validation from you guys on how brave of a call that was. But uh, he just, you know, he looked like he has the last 18 months. Like he just doesn't so make mistakes and he drives it better than everybody else. And he hits his irons in all the right spots. And, you know, he made some putts today, which he hasn't done the last last couple months despite the fact that he just continues to finish in the top 10 so uh as you said he might be putting the jason duffner playbook into uh action just hit it close enough that it doesn't even matter how bad you putt uh so if he does that i, I mean i think pretty by like I, I think by a pretty wide margin he's the quote-unquote leader of this golf tournament in my mind right now not to take anything away from bryson but it's been quite a while since we've seen him play four days of very, very solid golf. I, you know, especially on a course like this, it's as demanding as it is. I think I'm taking Scotty over Bryson for the next 54 holes, but uh, any, anybody disagree with that? Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I I don't know if, if you want to reheat my eye test, but, but I will say, <laughs> you know, DJ, it's it's no sure thing picking some of these top ten guys, and I That's gotta true. give I gotta give Scotty credit. He he just delivers. He he is a cut above even a lot of his peers within that top ten, even top five in the world. In my opinion, he he just is so damn steady. It is crazy. Um, it's a so tier A is Rom and Scotty. Let's just. Let's yeah. put that out. Yeah. There's two of them. Yeah. There's two of them, and, and there's no third. Which is nuts because Rom did shoot 76. But I, I do concede that. It's it's kind of Rom and Scotty right now, and, and the rest is you never quite know what you're going to get, uh, certainly major to major. It's just kind of the story of my picks for, for quite some time. I picked uh, Scotty at the Masters, and uh, Rom won it. I picked uh, a play on Rom to win this one. Scotty's probably going to win this one. He would definitely be my pick. Uh, going, you know, if we we're if we we're making the, the plays now, let's do this now. This segment is brought to you by our partners, DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings offers nearly endless ways to get in on all the golf betting action. Be sure to check them out and get some skin in the game. Let's look at the live odds because I, I love doing this. I looked at this like twenty five times during the, the course of this day of just like, what do the betting markets say about what this person is currently doing? And if you look at it, Scotty Scheffler is plus two thirty to win this tournament. He was plus seven hundred as the favorite. DraftKings just as brave as me. <laughs> they're willing to say that he is the favorite of this tournament. DJ is plus 700. We haven't got to DJ yet. Hovland plus 1200 and Bryson plus 1200. So despite, you know, 
I don't. I hope this math works out right. But I, despite Bryson being one shot lower than Scotty, they think Scotty's about six times more likely to win this golf tournament, or the markets would say that he is. So, what, what's your reaction to seeing this board? That's that's a lot of respect for Scotty, and I guess based on everything I just said, it's it it it's probably deserved. I guess. Um, yeah, I think not not a reaction as much as kind of a thought. It's we keep talking about the live stuff, but. Man, imagine like handicapping, like fuck, like what the hell is Bryson gonna do? Yeah, oh my god, no days? idea. Like, <laughs> and it's gonna directly financially impact our company. Like, you better make the right bet. And it's uh, it's just fascinating trying to try to handicap him and Dustin to an extent too. I mean, I think Dustin's probably a little safer bet. Obviously, he's been in much better form for the last year, but uh, yeah, it's just really interesting. I think Rory, the guy, Rory's still up there. How about that? Yeah, Rory. I, I feel like that's like you know you, you always just have Try to overvalue the rake in some cash, the part of those price and losses. Yeah, Guys, I, I was gonna say the one that's a little surprising to me is Adam Scott at uh, plus twenty five hundred. He doubled eighteen. I don't know if you saw that before the uh, coverage ended, but he... I, uh, that's I. I am just now receiving word that he did, he did double 18. Okay, that makes more sense. Thank you. Is Adam Scott on PEDs? He is just pounding drives out there, absolutely destroying them. But, um, yeah, I would be it, – It's it's. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if the Masters taught us anything about the live guys. I don't think it really did. I mean, Phil ascended on Sunday. 52-year-old Phil ascended to a runner-up finish to John Rahm at the Masters while Brooks faded like – Maybe Brooks he also is was conserving his energy, not talking all week. That's true. And he seems to be running the opposite <laughs> of that, that playbook this week. And we know Bryson's going to talk. But yeah. uh, I, I found that this is a surprisingly just big reshuffle of everything, I think. And that um, any other anything else you guys want to add on DJ? I mean, he looked like pretty, I don't want to say the DJ of old, but like at least 80% of the, D, the DJ of old. I think think you know Solly I know you love uh talking sustainability models uh Solly sustainability corner oh, that's right I think he kind of scrambled his face off a little bit today he was that's he kind of had a little bit of the Brooks uh that, that driver was getting shaky down yeah the he had a little bit of the Brooks model going of kind of hitting it all over the ballpark and making a lot of eight footers for for par and a lot of a lot of saves so while it's awesome I, I said this on the preview pod like I can't remember the last time I was like Dustin was always like almost such a kind of I don't know just like kind of a nothing thing in my head going into majors like I was never really excited if you know he was going to blow the doors off everybody or if he was going to miss the cut he was just kind of there and if he was around on Sunday it was it was great to watch but coming into this week I'm like God I have no idea what he's going to do and that is thrilling and so from that perspective it was really fun to see him up there today. And it's, you know, he looks, he looks great. I think he's got, I, I hate to say it. I think four aces stuff is his kit looks good. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's decked out. It looks like maybe he's slimming down a little bit from his, uh, from his, his peak. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope he continues to play well, but I think he played a very, very, very different round of golf than Scotty Scheffler today. It's a really good point. And the uh, sustainability models are solid sustainability corner. Um, Leading the field in putting so far, this surprised me as I pulled this up. Max Homa uh, leading Great. the field at four strokes game putting. DJ is two, Finau three. Uh, Ryan Fox is up there. Keegan's up there. Corey Connors up there. Eric Cole up there. Uh, Corey so, Connors up there. Exactly. That's interesting. Corey Connors is seventh in putting so far. So we know we know how that movie ends. If you're unfamiliar with this segment of the show, it's you know if somebody has a really hot putting round, in, you know in round one. 
usually that doesn't last four rounds, and usually you're looking for the guys that strike it a little bit better and are really playing well tee to green to last 72 holes in a major championship. So, yeah, there are some sustainability concerns around DJ, but not not around Bryson, if I may say. I mean, his, I was going to say, putted pretty average. Did kind of everything else good. He he what, struck how, the shit out of it. Sorry, how did Keegan putt? Uh, Keegan was uh, sixth in strokes game putting today at plus 3.4. But this feels I, I got to ride with KVV. This really I don't know. I can't put my finger on why. I guess going back to some of the like it, it feels like a very complete test. Feels like a very Keegan golf course. And I know that's not what a lot of people are going to want to hear, but he kind of seems like he's going to be around. I, yeah, that was just going back to our good friends at DraftKings. Uh, they have Keegan at plus twenty five hundred. That that's, would that's interesting. Entice me a little bit. I, not that I necessarily trust him. God, this just feels like, and this kind of sucks, but I, it doesn't it feel like, man, if Scotty goes out and shoots 67 or 66 tomorrow, like it's going to suck all the excitement out of the weekend. It, it, it's, it really feels like it's on his on his club tomorrow. And this is where uh, I feel like I always fight with Andy Johnson about this, but like he's 100% right. He says it all the time that like the best golf courses in the world are the best at really separating like who's playing the best golf and they're going to really create separation on the leaderboard. And I'm like, yeah, but that kind of sucks on Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that, like that's great from a, like we are here to identify the best golfer. And that is like the goal of this committee. Uh, but I'm so with you that like, it also feels like Scotty could go win by six. But this also why I freaking love majors is Again, you, you have to play so bad in round one to be out of it. Like, if you yeah. play bad in round one of a PGA Tour event, a normal PGA Tour stop, if you're, like, eight, nine back, it's over. Like, you're not going to – you have no chance of winning the tournament. And, uh, again, maybe just JT's comeback is really fresh in my mind from last year. But, like, if we want to play how far back is too far back, which I don't know if it's that – Of course we want to play. I know well, we I do at some point. That. I don't know if we want to do it now. but <laughs> it's, it's a better Friday game, but, yeah. I mean, dude, I would go way down before I would say somebody is too far back to win this golf tournament. So I, you made yeah, an interesting I, point, I Randy, about the, the pin locations where I, I almost think that if I was reading into that just a little bit, like you want to make them pretty equitable between Friday and Thursday and Friday, right? Before you make mm -hmm. the cut. So I'd imagine they'd be really hard Thursday, really hard Friday. And then the PGA to almost like to my TV point is I think has a good habit of, and Randy and Tron may disagree, but of almost like setting it up a little easier, like setting it up for chasing on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Which to your point, Solly, is like opens it up for those comebacks and and all of that, which is which is really interesting. Uh so yeah, long way of saying I'm I'm with you. I think I think it's still pretty pretty wide open because the scoring should almost get better as the week goes on. If if you were a guy, Solly, though, if because there's some obviously there's some big names at well, everywhere, but let, let's take like plus three, for instance. It, what would you tell a guy? there like what's the number in mind because i don't think even par you, you don't really want a 70 tomorrow right do you i like, mean if, what are you trying to get to at the end of the day tomorrow i guess is my question it'll depend on how much the wind blows but i don't think anyone if you get to plus one by end of day tomorrow i still don't think you're out of it i mean maybe if, if one guy gets out and runs and runs away with it potentially but like that's what if, if i may like shoehorn this into I was ready to apologize for Rory at at multi, when he's putting for par from long of two today from 35 feet long of that green uh, to that pin. I was ready to apologize. He and he was awful to that play. Oh, he, he was looked awful. horrific. He was missing fairways yeah. with irons. He hit two fairways today. Two fairways 
today and shot one over par in his T27. And he's got a bug of some kind. He's under the weather. And uh, I don't know if he's going to battle through it. I don't know if, if like, you know, if, if I'm predicting uh, I got a good feeling about this. Other than I want to say, like, that dude battled his ass off when it looked horrific. And it was he had glimpses of that just unreal talent that we just don't see enough on Thursdays at majors. And he didn't shoot the 75 that always plays him out of these tournaments. He got it in at 71. Um, and I just, I want to just acknowledge that and say like, as we stand in here, he's one, two, three, four, five, sixth favorite on the board, uh, ahead of Colin Morikawa, head of Finau, head of Kepka, head of Rose, head of Max, head of JT, Cam Smith, Hideki, like go down the list. Can't lay plus 9,000 speed Fleetwood, all these dudes pretty much like out of it. And Rory did not play himself out of it today. And I want to say I'm proud of him for that. I was going to say, if you, uh, in a weird way, if you told me at the beginning of the day, Rory's going to be 92nd in strokes gained off the tee, like it could have yeah. been a lot worse than T27. Could have been a lot worse. It's uh, only it's only going to really change if he truly put, if the facial expression changes and he does the, I'm Roy fucking McElroy, like I, I'm not going to do the hopeful thing. He's hitting the 15-footers with hope. He wants them to go in. He's not making them go in. He's not doing it with conviction. I know... <clears throat> I know what the hopeful look looks like, and I know what the result is going to be, and I know what the mean looks looks like on his face, and I know what that result's going to be. And it's not there as of right now. So I don't yeah. know if it's about to come, but if he can find that in the next 54 holes, I really do think he can backdoor a top five. There was a bit of mental <laughs> miss going on early today. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just looked uncommitted. It was, I mean, it was horrific. That ball was flying way right. It was not that close. But as soon as he gets out of his own way, it just I feel like he has some – just shit he has to get out of his flush out of his system every major and then sometimes he runs he's feeling yeah. sick too <laughs> I, I yeah i don't this could be because i put a dk nuggy play on him so i i might just be biased and listening to my heart but i almost kind of love his first round today where he was so shitty and, and got one big <laughs> go, momentum go on. yeah and, and he got one big momentum turner and, and he looked free like he he looked much more freed up after that, and you know came in after that par putt on two. What he do? Three birdies and a bogey the rest of the way on on his back nine. But what was the front nine? I mean, if if we're talking like dog, you 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 were staring in the face of like worst case, and you didn't die. And and now here we are. I don't know. I look for him to play well tomorrow. I really do. And I know that's like the quintessential oh, prepare to have your heart broken. But I weirdly think today was a good day for him. like it can't get worse. And he still managed to 21 or a uh, uh, 71. I, I I don't know. I, I think it was not bad. Nike Nike kind of handed uh, him and Big Tone the same playbook today. And, and Max, that yeah. it, it was a very interesting Xander. There are a lot of interesting guys that you know what was real, what clicked, who's going to come out with momentum tomorrow. Uh, I, I can't wait. That's what I think this leaderboard's exciting. The only thing that's not going to make it exciting is if Scotty goes out and shoots like 66 tomorrow. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'd say Rory's three putt on five was like the only real heartbreak of the day because he flipped the momentum. He got the birdie on three, got the birdie on four after saving par on two, and he three putted from 35 feet on an uphill putt that should, he had that's, no business three putting. That's God, I've seen Mickelson do it. like that's yeah. like the heat check, like yeah. man, like back to slow, earth a little bit. Okay, slow yeah. down the offense. <laughs> okay. Which Randy, I gotta give some credit to your guy, Mickelson, by the way. 
Can we talk? Yeah. Out here, out here, absolutely doing it, man. (laughs) He's doing it. He's going to be 53 next month. He, I mean, do you think he's got some distractions off the golf course going on right now? <laughs> and for him to call, he looks so in control of his golf ball. It's so weird. Tell I tell you don't what, it's making, it. making me Google these energy chews he's munching on. <laughs> you know, he is plus one at T27 with two holes remaining for those that are, are listening. But he, uh, I, I believe he's got a lengthy birdie put on seven on 17. Um, I, I think he's on that green, but, but it, it's what you said coming in on the preview pod, Sally. It's like, you know, he's essentially like defending his championship, yeah. missing it last year, finished second at the Masters uh, in the last major, and <laughs> coming into this, you're like, yeah, he's got no fucking chance, man. <laughs> like, there's no way. And he just, I don't know. He, he just, he, talk about just someone who won't die. It's crazy. His driver which, doesn't look great, but no. if he gets that figured out, which is kind of the story of his career, it's going to be really interesting. But um, can I get a plug-in for my guy Vic Hovland? T6. Yeah. You better better do it now. That's what I'm the, saying. Smooth the, the 68. The t-shirt, yeah. I got him a little a little nuggy play on him to win. I had a, a really good feeling about him splitting some of these fairways, and I thought that was a really good round of golf for him. He could have made a big, big number on six when he drove it in the water there, but uh, made a great five out of that. He had five, five birdies today, three bogeys, two under par, 68. Uh, second in strokes gained approach to the sustainability models. Absolutely love that. Um, so what, 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 what do How we think about the sustainability shirt? models feel about the Guy Fieri shirt? I'm, did, I'm ready to did say, you I mean, quote after the, after the round, it was really no. good. I, I mean, I'll paraphrase it, but they were like, what's up with that shirt you're wearing today? He's like, I don't know, man. Like I wear a lot of like just blacks and grays when I'm not playing golf and they pay me to wear this stuff. So I just show up and wear it. That's what I was. I was wondering, <laughs> I made a note to check on that and I forgot, but I figured he would say something like that. He kind of said the same thing at the masters. You can tell he's so over like just like the inverse Ricky. She's like, yo, please. This is not my personality. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you want me to say. I did not pick it. Like I, I like it feels basically like he's like, dude. As soon as his contract is over, like, <laughs> I am fucking out. Uh, but it's still, it is. You know, Porter's tweet when asked if he dresses like this off the course, said no. I wear a lot of gray, black, and that's about it. Jay Lindeberg, they give me this stuff and pay me money to do so. So I just show up and wear the wear what they want me to wear. I gotta say though, the polo was working for me. I don't know why, but the polo was actually working for me today. The the pull the pullover was. Terrific. Jay Lindbergh needs to be stopped badly. Um, but I don't know why, I don't know why, but the polo was working for me. That was one and, of his betters. That's certainly your right. Yeah. To, to, to <laughs> that's you're within your right to feel that way. I just, you know, we don't have to necessarily support it. I like the uh, comment right now. Victor's shirt would melt Neil's wings. We should <laughs> that should be a money round shirt for Neil. <laughs> uh, can I throw out a nominee for garbage play of the day? And uh that's John Rom. Yeah, did not see this coming. Threw up a uh, one of the most uncharacteristic seventy sixes. I feel like I can remember watching from Rom. I mean, that was just nothing there. Not really even the fire and the anger. It was just kind of a resignation to just hitting it very bad, putting it very very bad. And uh, I don't like. I, I still don't want to say he's out of this golf tournament. I know that sounds absolutely insane. I know it does. I know it does. I'm aware of it. But he's. Probably out of it, but if there's anyone that could make a ferocious comeback from plus six, uh, six over, it's Rom. What what kind of odds would I have had to give you to say uh, Rom and Y Yang were going to be tied at the end of round one? 
<laughs> Our guy Wyatt Worthington beat Rob today. Club pro from from uh, Gahanna. Hang your hang your hat on that. He was uh, fellow podcast star host JJ Colleen. West Texas driving range bro is beating Ron by four shots right now. Unbelievable. It's incredible. That's you know I, I don't really know what you can say other than uh, you know sometimes life be like that. Like I think I think he's. He's earned one of those. Sorry, I feel for the Grand Slam. I, I was certainly <laughs> in, in peril. I'm not going to rule out the Grand Slam, but I will say there's a very good chance that Sunday we're going to look back and be like, man, if Rom could have just shot like 72, like if he could have just yeah. got it in the house, like because sure. that feels plausible, right? For he's sure. he's going to do. He's not. I will bet he's not going to miss the cut. I really don't think he's going to miss the cut. I think he's going to come out and do something tomorrow. And you, some would say you can't hold right. this guy down. Jade, <laughs> I'm going to call into question J Day's strategy of playing zero practice rounds at this golf course. It was interesting. That was seventy six for him today. That did not go great. Um, I, I I got I got some bones to pick while while we're here. Oh, okay. Uh, and it doesn't quite look as good right now as it did, let's say, you know, two and a half hours ago. But I I pulled up the PGA Tour app, Codeman. If 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 you mm. have that graphic, you can flash it. And I, I wanted to go to st- total strokes gain. You know, let's let's look at the the best the best players on tour this year, right? And I'll leave Rom out of it. I think I think 76 today was certainly abnormal for him. Scheffler, of course, shot 67. But then starting at number three in shots in, in strokes gained on the tour this year through uh we, we show through the 11 spot, not a single guy shot under par. And in fact, you know, Ricky Fowler what was he two over just going from bottom to top sung jm nine over fleetwood two over homo one Which, over Jay just to double click on uh sung yeah. you know playing in korea last week i i think maybe well, i don't know neil liked it <laughs> he's he said the beluga is breaching so i you know who am i to believe that was it was an interesting strategy if we're gonna if we're gonna clown jason day I, i'd like to maybe can't lay shoots four over hatton shoots seven over xander's two over Finau's two over and again i say you know midway through a lot of those guys around it looked much worse and, and i just gotta say guys we, we need solly i know data golf tries to do this but i'm calling for some type of multiplier in the stats when it comes to major tournaments. I, we we got to separate out these guys like Patrick Cantlay, who just time and again, no show. Xander, not, you know, I know he's been and has some top tens, but these guys just Fleetwood. I'm sorry, TC, but I got to call out Fleetwood. I'm sick of watching these guys become little boys when the lights get bright. I so, would subscribe to your Substack. That was a uh, an organization of strokes gained in the majors. That that seems that that's delightful. And and, and add in, I, I would like to curate the list. Give me the four majors. Give me Riviera. I, I don't think it's every ele- elevated event, but certainly let's let's take like the the premier events, the players, and, and those are the stats I want to see. I, I don't strokes gained real events. Yeah, strokes gained <laughs> like hey, the lights are bright. There, I, I got some great news for you, Ben. Lumens. <laughs> I got some great news. You can go to uh, the major performers tab on the Data Golf website, and you can look exactly at a plot that uh, that I th- is fascinating to dig into. Which is, 
you know, what do your strokes gain look like in, in majors versus what do they look like in normal tour events? And unfortunately, that guy Max Homa is heavily featured in the, the wrong side of the graph, uh, which shows his strokes gain in non-majors. And if you go up way up to the top there, Will Zalatoris jumps off the page of, hey, at big boy golf tournaments, I outperform. As you might guess, Brooks Kepka's right up there with them. Of when the big boy golf tournaments come on, this is what I do in them. So this exists. This is out there. Credit to them. Because on, on a serious note, isn't isn't that it's everything? Isn't that what it's all about? Everything. Totally. I totally agree with you. There's there's four events a year that really matter to your legacy and your standing in the in the historical context of for the sure. game. And I want to know who elevates for those events and who consistently underperforms. Cause I don't have time for those underperformers. You know, I love absolutely love seeing in the overperformers, Randy. If you, if you look kind of like the, the, it's like the top left almost of the, uh, of the, uh, I, I feel like I'm not going to like this Ricky Barnes. Your oh, boy. Yeah. Ricky, he would, he would come out. He would have crazy. At some yeah. random U S open. Ricky Barnes once led the U S open by seven. <laughs> he had a seven shot lead at Beth page in 09. Um, you know I, I will say this Dave, though. Dave Lingmurth dog big time. I'll say this though. It, it's all, it's hard. I totally, totally agree with you, but it's hard because there's so much more date, so much bigger sample size of the regular events of dudes that just show out and perform very consistently. And it is small sample size with majors. Like by the end of somebody's career, if they have a differing stat, that's like, Hey, you did the Brooks Kepka thing. Like that's obviously noteworthy. If you do like even Greg Norman, like he was slight underperformer in majors over the course of his career. And, um, I, Sully, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. That that's, completely rational and also though and getting back to mickelson how how much better is mickelson's major record at 58 50 years uh, uh 50 years old and older than a lot of these guys that we're talking about who should presumably be in their prime and it just speaks like mickelson's actually a great player and i just think a lot of these guys are are good players but man, if you're not if you're not elevating four times a year, I, oh, it just sucks. I, I'm and I'm so sick of Patrick Cantlay. Get him out of here. I, I hate it. This, there's there's I'm kind of pissed at Cam Young too. Sorry. There's a lot of guys that are good at offense, right? And in in the playoffs, defense wins, right? And a lot of major championships are like, can you play both sides of the ball? Basically, can you scramble your ass off for par and make yeah. birdies? And like Xander and Cantlay, Xander's got a good major record. I'm not gonna slide him. Cantlay, good at playing offense, and just has a truly horrific major championship record. It's it's stunning. Like Phil has more top uh, top two finishes. He, Phil's got two top two finishes in majors post fifty years old, and Cantlay doesn't have any of them in his career. And he's like obviously an incredible player and has proven it, but falls behind, like just totally is a non-factor. And shame on you, DJ, for falling for the Cantlay. You and TC. Fell for no, can't no, let go. I, I put a play no. on him too. Okay, shame I, on both immune. of you. I know I'm not immune. It's it's horrendous. I think there's something kind of funny. This is a conversation for another day, maybe. But the uh, it, it's funny how differently these guys would be treated if this if golf was any other sport. Because Patrick Cantlay is objectively one of by any measure like one of the ten best players, like one of the ten best golfers on the PJ Tour. 
right? And the fact that he just can, has laid an egg in almost every major is like, imagine if that was a quarterback. Imagine if right. that was like one of the 10 most popular quarterbacks in, in the NFL. Like, it would be a fucking bloodbath. And now it's just kind of like, ah, well, you know, Scotty's played well. So who cares? That's it's just what kills very, me. Three top 10s in 24 majors. public service. Three top tens and 24 majors for Cantlin. And I realize, of course, I realize golf is a different sport. Of course. But however, it's, it's the game they've signed up for. And I, yeah, DJ, to your point, these guys want to, you know, we're real athletes. We want to be treated like real athletes. Yeah. Imagine if you were in a market and you <laughs> just consistently shit the bed on the biggest stages. How would you handle that? I got a feeling Cantlay wouldn't enjoy the spotlight of the New York media. Um, Adam Scott's outfit today. Do we dig it? Do we approve? I think I'm in. I know that's going to maybe be unpopular, uh, but TC and I were, were sidebarring, discussing it a little bit. And I, the best analogy I think I can come up with was like, whatever Big Tone's doing was horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible. What? Stuff. He was oh, absolutely stunting on the haters. Oh, yeah, I thought Big Tone's Nike fit was the best of all. The he Nike was guys. pulling it off. Little kid going to Easter brunch. Oh, come on. <laughs> Awful. Come Awful. on. Uh, whatever Adam Scott was doing was like, that's high fashion. Like, you don't have to like it, but you have to at least be like, <laughs> that's provocative. I, let me, I'm going to have to sit with that for a second. Big tone is loudmouth golf. Like, let's just try to mess up the saturation on people's TVs. It was just, it was disgusting. And I say that as, as a huge big tone fan, <laughs> as you guys know. <laughs> I, I I I always feel bad. Like I don't want to come. I Adam Scott's outfit did not offend me. I just figure it's like, oh, that must be like a European thing, and it'll, it'll probably exactly. get here in like four years. I I don't know. It's I one mean, of those that like puts the onus on you of just like, oh, maybe I'm an idiot. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't get it. It constantly makes me just feel like, I, yeah, I'm just like not a good dresser. So, <laughs> I I big I, tone is kind of a Supreme Court. I know it when I see it. Situation. I think big I, tone I, is. Flexing and stunting because he's one of the only guys that can pull off something like that. He's just got the the build to pull off basically and that's anything. That's true. That there's a lot of truth to that, and and I commend Big Tone for for going there because it would look doubly bad on anybody else. Yeah, uh, I'd like to compliment TC who said uh, on the first tee that Finau looked fresh <laughs> as hell, and then by the 16th hole said he looked like a clown. I forget what the exact words were, but I had no, to... by like the fifth hole. Yeah, like Big had... Tone, who's dressing Big Tone? This is horrible. <laughs> It's true. I remember grinding my feet on Big Tone's couch <laughs> moment from draw today in the slack. It's a fantastic boober egg uh, on that one. But oh, we haven't talked about Tom Kibb. Gosh, that, that's the reason why you watched 14 hours of coverage was uh, ESPN's getting ready to go to commercial break. And all of a sudden, Tom Kim emerges. Uh, un unwashed reef. masses emerge like from the Moses. creek. <laughs> He fell into the creek all the way up to his pockets of his pants. Uh, he was like getting sucked into the quicksand. He couldn't get out. Yeah. It sounded legitimately scary there yeah. for a, a second. Uh, emerges we've just. Tom, we've I've, lost young Tom Kim. I've never, I've never yeah, seen dude, someone. sunk in the quicksand. Like he's gone. <laughs> oh, no, he died. Straight up. Like he's, he's gone. We can't <laughs> yeah. get him. He's done. They can't even send in a rescue team. It's too dangerous. <laughs> Try to get a chopper. See if we can hover it, but no, he's he's toast. We uh, lost him. We've seen guys get like mud splattered on them after hitting a shot out of the mud. I've never seen somebody caked in this much mud <laughs> to play a golf Literally tournament. Sunk up to his waist. Couldn't get out. <laughs> My only thought was like, God. Damn, I wish we had a shot clock in golf. I want to see him rush to try to hit a shot like that. 
He played the rest of the round with his pants rolled up in like capris. He took his shirt off and put his sweater on over over top with nothing on <laughs> underneath it. Uh, uh, it was truly a fantastic ball, but he did not like seem embarrassed by any of it. Too, he kind of like played it off like it was normal and was surprised that it was all over TV when he was done. Uh, but that was a, a fantastic ball. But he actually played decent golf once he had to roll up his pants too. Great graphic from ESPN uh, that was like showing some stats with a little like qualifier on the bottom. It was after being stuck in mud, uh, <laughs> which really made me laugh. And they were uh, ready to go commercial, and they stayed all the way through Sonic closing yeah, time. They kept playing closing time. Got through like the whole five minute song. It was just blaring. What a what a weird kind of dystopian <laughs> moment of the broadcast. There, very very strange. That was that was fantastic. I love Patrick Taylor's comment on the screen. Is is Avatar is also Jean Vandeveld standing in the water? Exactly. I was gonna say the uh, I, you know got to give credit to Tom Kim for going after that ball though. That's a guy that wants it. Cantlay's not you, going. Do going you going have to? Because it doesn't yeah. seem like it was the right Cantlay's call. He's not going to get that ball. He's 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 ah whatever he cares. We'll pack up and go home early. We'll get a couple <laughs> days extra rest. <laughs> It, I, we didn't play in this segment, so I'm putting you guys on the spot. But any other garbage plates of the day you guys want to throw out? Any uh, other disappointing? Any any other fits, disappointment? Fits, yeah. yeah. Fits, I think 76, right? Not good. Um, yeah. yeah. Can I can I throw attention on this? The Taylor Montgomery thing might be kind of over. Yeah, I know. Me and TC should have unloaded that stock while we... Pump and dump. Pump I know. And I dump, baby. Kind of sitting on a pretty bad holding right now. Um, what else? I mean, well, I said Cam Young. Cam Young yeah. was a big disappointment 74. for me. Uh, I think is well on his way to a garbage plate. Still got to play 17 and 18. Uh, and he's sitting at plus four. Not great. Sam Burns. We talked about whether it was Bermuda Burns time. Uh, this was clearly not, uh, not going to be on the course fit for, uh, for Toronto's models. Harris English. Anybody want to, uh, apologize for that? I'll apologize yeah, for TC no. for that if you want. I, TC did, did not get that from my source. I want to be very clear about that. That that was Davis. a rogue declaration that he was flushing it. Davis Love the Third is a false prophet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I will tell you that, that, that is it. that is not my source on Sea Island. <laughs> um, I just want just for the record, Xander shot seventy two today, two over, and I just want to caution everyone for lumping those two in together when it comes to their major records. Okay, because Xander's. So got, I know. I right. think my big thing with Xander is he's never. Uh, you know, eh, we don't have to get into it. You're right, though. He's got ten top tens in twenty three major starts uh, to this point. Whereas, but has he? What Deej? Can you one shot the Masters and he contention? blew it. Yeah, the Hideki yeah, Masters. The Masters when he when he hit in the water. That was tough, and he 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 was T two at the twenty nineteen Masters to to Tiger as well. So one shot behind him again. So allegedly, uh, just 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 noteworthy. That's based on your numbers. <laughs> uh, Scotty Scheffler pace a play today. Uh, there's a video going around before I got DMCA'd of uh, him taking five minutes to hit a shot on 14. I believe it has been later uh, sourced that the, the green had not been cleared for about two and a half minutes and that uh, he didn't know it, it was his to, turn. It tends to happen on social media every now and again. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it doesn't slow though. He is slow. Sure. He's slow. Sure. He's slow. He's extremely slow. And uh, that was not the only uh, slow issue I felt like we had watching him today. So just something something worth monitoring. But um, any any topics we've been light on to this point? I think we didn't really mention. You know, it's not super uh, 
relevant to the competition, but the fact that Bryson hit a fellow competitor with a golf ball. Forgot my guy, Kenny, Kenny Pigman. <laughs> Which the growth, like very quick to show the growth of, uh, of Bryson. He yelled four and he apologized. Like he, he's growing. He's, <laughs> Tom Kim's yeah. the pig man now. <laughs> Just rolling her out of the mud. <laughs> well, shout out to Porath who had the tweet of Bryson shirtless fried up the bacon and then... <laughs> You know, he hit Kenny Pigman, and it's just really good stuff. Do you guys want to bring our Tom Kim discussion to the airwaves? I feel like a lot of uh, some guys are the John the Baptist one. You guys are sliding, uh, sliding TK's resume to this point or projection. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. That's not what we're doing at all. Okay, Randy, I, my associate can can speak on that. I, Solly, let me take a crack at it, and you jump in where I have it wrong. I, I think uh, TC was. Obviously, getting in the slack, getting on young Tom Kim. His quote was, when do we consider Tom Kim a fraud? He made a few putts <laughs> at the President's Cup, and everyone fell in love with him. But two, what was it? Two wins at... So all I did was reply. Well, I was kind like, of calling him a mule a little bit based yeah. on what the wins were. So I just said, maybe we can reassess uh, You know, in three years when he gets to 23, which is Ludwig's but, age, which is, yeah, just to get him riled up. It worked. It did. And to be fair to TC, I think his point is, there's there's no more projection left with Tom Kim. He's he and seems like that. a finished product. Oh come on, he's not and even 21, and you're calling him a finished product? That's at, absurd. At least physically, right? I, I mean, I mean, I, he's, I don't know. I, I I want the record. TC was screenshotting stuff for the <laughs> for his official record. You know, who knows? But I wanted to make it clear. If I I am on Team Ludwig, I I think. You know, give me Ludwig over the next 10 years. Again, I think I think the big thing is like I know Solly he has a, a bit of <laughs> I know he has a, a bit more distance than people realize. He's still very, very, very much on the shorter side of things. He's and barely I, below average right now. Barely below but, average. But still, how many barely below average guys? Like Randy, to to your point, and Solly, I would love to hear your rebuttal to this. When we're talking about majors, we're talking about like really, really big ballparks. So, like, do I think Tom Kim is could go win eight times on the PJ Tour? Like, totally, yeah. Like, so does Cantlay. Like, I, that doesn't really do much for me, man. Like, do I think he's going to be beating up major championships? Like, I, I kind of don't. And that's based on how his game sets up. And so, if you want to ride for him to be an all-time like middle of the pack pj tour player like that's a thrilling conversation i'd love to i'd love to talk about that all time middle of the pack i don't know what that means <laughs> that's that's kind of the joke is like i just what do you like what are you projecting here what, what do you think is going to happen i i just have an issue one with calling him a fraud to this point as a two-time pga tour winner before turning 21 and tron tron's had a busy week you know he's got his <laughs> nose all restructured he's he's running hot let's let's not linger on the on the semantics well i just feel like the, the people are souring on him a little bit and haven't recognized that one he has a supreme accuracy skill he's one of the most accurate drivers off the tee and has you know he was about seven yards below average in distance he's now closer to two yards below average in distance which is not a small leap that may sound small but that's not a small leap he's still developing some physically he's got iron skill he's got a very strong approach gain skill he does not maybe you know maybe the putting isn't even fully developed this year but he's gotten Basically doubled his strokes gained over the last year from a breakout season in 2020. I think there is still room to fill out here. Yes, he doesn't project well with the bombing, and like the bombers are what's going to be the top 10 players in the world, but it'd be a mistake to underrate 
his ability uh, just because it's like the era, the era of bombers um, and that he's not one of them. Because, again, if like, we would be freaking out if it was like an American player that had won twice before turning 21 years old. Like we would be freaking the fuck out. And I, like Spieth is not dominant physically. Like he's not enormous build. And we weren't saying anywhere close to saying he's maxed out when he was 20 years old. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily smelling new stuff. I think he's picking up hints <laughs> of Ricky Fowler that just weren't there before. You know, he's, he's I, out of surgery. I threw out, and this could be a historically, historically bad take, but I threw out Ryan Moore. I think like, hey, man, a guy who just like these peaks don't last for very long. And I'm not saying, you know, that there was like he had a bit of a speed magic run there. Right. And like that doesn't last forever, as we're seeing with Spieth now. And Spieth happened to go out and get, you know, two majors during his magic run. And maybe Tom Kim will will do that as well. But I think what's more likely is that you have a guy who just has a supreme ability to drive the golf ball straight, supreme ability, like hit his long irons really well. And he tends to putt pretty good. Like, I just don't see going and having a 20 year PJ Tour career where you're not just like, like, we just saw Luke Donald in Italy guy was number one in the world for a year and still was like, yeah, I need to like blow this up and get longer. Like I can't see somebody just like sitting out there for 20 years and not being like, I just, I would be great to have a little more distance. Like I think he's, if I'm being, maybe this is pessimistic, but if I'm looking at it like long-term, I, I just kind of see the like really nice career and probably tries to flirt with, raising his ceiling and you know maybe gets there maybe doesn't so i'll be a pessimist and say that he doesn't but i I still think he's got a a great career ahead of him i love watching him love his energy i think he's really funny he's great to be around like i hope he wins everything but i'm you know gotta call him like you see him i love it that uh he doesn't win with fee now and then tom kim comes out wins twice before he turns 21 it's like "I, i need to see more i just need to see more not that's not what I'm saying at all. Okay. It's unbelievably impressive. I just you know we're we're talking about the next ten years here. I would say his club head speed is also not everybody. Up. Not everybody can be the top five player in the world. There's his only cl- five of them. His club head speeds up two miles. And an some hour of them year, stink. So. <laughs> and some of them stink. Yeah, I think that's really what it gets down to. Hey, I have a question for you guys. Not on the agenda, but I'm just going to toss mm. it out, and it has to do with our boy Eric Cole. I mean, we are way overdue for a total out of left field you know one and done lightning strike winner what if it's eric cole it's funny i looked up coming into this week what sean McKeel's world ranking was when he won i think it was like 179 or something like that whatever it was i think it was the same as callum Terran, who i've i've been keeping my eye on as well uh <laughs> t27 but uh eric cole could be uh it could be the guy randy i mean he's Unfortunately, been playing some really good golf. I think I read he's he, he won like fifty-seven times on like mini tours, which times, is so which is sweet. I, I, I'm not making week? fun of you. I know that you took Honda Week off because he almost won oh. the Honda. And like when you when Rainy, I, 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 I again, I'm not making fun of you. When Rainy takes a week off, he's not like checking in on the golf. <laughs> like he he missed all of this when it happened. Like he literally almost won Honda. And all of that came out. And like, li- honestly, Randy heard of Eric Cole for the first time today. No, y'all literally could have pretended like he was a club pro, and I would have probably gone along with it. <laughs> I kind of thought it was a bit when you uh, in our Slack where you're like, 
oh yeah, who is Eric Cole? Is he a club pro? But I, I was a little bit, I'm like, dude, he totally missed Honda <laughs> and has no idea what's going on right now. What uh what what is he? Kind of like a, a Ted Potter character? Just uh been grinding forever? I think that's an interesting comp. Uh two famous parents, as you uh, as you probably heard on the broadcast. You know Laura Baugh, the uh the famous LPJ player is uh his mom. Oh. Uh, his dad played on the PJ tour for a couple years. And then, yeah, I think kind of a just mini tour legend got through the corn Ferry tour and got his card and nearly cashed it all in, which was kind of like the poster boy for like the non elevated events. Right. That was like when everybody walked away from that week, just being like, you know what? I, you could argue this might even be better than the designated <laughs> events. What a story, what a story. And I kept making the joke that was like, everybody loves like the come up. Right. And everybody loves watching like Eric Cole might change his life at the Honda. Like that's legitimately a really cool thing to watch on a Sunday afternoon when the field's not very good. And my joke at the time was always like, well, like when the majors come around, though, like I don't want to watch Eric Cole. Like you could you could like get him out of here. And he's kind of throwing it in my face this week. So mm. uh, good for him, I guess. Uh, you know, if we want to play buy or sell. I was gonna say we can we can do Eric Cole tomorrow night. You guys, if he's at the top of leaderboard tomorrow night, we can we can do that. I'm not on the show tomorrow night, so you guys can do that. (laughs) um, What what was the last dud major winner? Like who was the last mega outside the box major championship winner? It's not Gary Woodland. Depends on the metric. Yeah, well, it's your own individual metric. I would say. Individual metric would be. The homie Jimmy Walker, but sorry, Cody. He was yeah. really good, though. Like that's, for sure, that's not. Really you said fair. it's an individual metric. Well, okay. Right. I, I was like, saying like a reg, your own cutoff. Like Jimmy Danny Walker. Willett, was, see, people throw Danny Willett in there all the time. Danny Willett, twelfth like in the world. Twelfth in the world. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That I, I didn't like him winning. Yeah, you don't have to like it, but you have to respect it. <laughs> yeah, let's take. Let's can like it or leave it. Let's go. That's what I'm, it hasn't been. Has there been somebody outside the top fifty in the last ten years? Like what wow. was Schwartzel? Schwartzel was up there too. He was beating up the Euro Tour at the time. I remember. Picked him in my Masters pool that year. Duffner. No, Duffner was no. great. No, he won like no twice. He was top fifty in the world for then. sure. Oh, Definitely. in twenty thirteen. Yeah, he won like oh, he won the Byron Nelson. He won. Uh, what did he win? Zurich maybe. Cody, I think he, he was, was out of nowhere right. that right. that turn, the the okay. major he lost Get to out of here, Cody. Yeah, pre apologize, Cody. Pre apologize yeah. right now. Uh, I got you, Cody. <laughs> Some are saying Immelman in here. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a long time ago. We're going way back. White yeah. Yang. For sure. I mean, that's, Darren Clark. that's I think R- you're kind of, Darren Clark is probably the answer. Duffner was eight in the world when he won. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 2011. That's Cody's probably like, Yeah, it. sorry, man. I guess I was in Syria that week. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I missed that sure. one. <laughs> Was kind it? of an extrapolated Randy on Eric Cole situation. <laughs> 13, and I was jumping into Benghazi. <laughs> uh, Darren Clark was 111 in the world at the beginning of July in 2011. Yeah, that's got to be the It's hard to call him a dud winner, but yeah, it's that's... What honest question? What was Rick Fowler? Nah, Phil would have still been pretty high up there. I was going to say, what was Phil in 2021? But he he probably would have still been top fifty. Yeah, right? he was kind of far like back, sixty-ish or something, seventy maybe. Um, I will just say this though: I do not think we're going to get a dud winner this week. I don't either. I I think it's going to be Scotty by maybe a two hands worth. Uh, well, Even I'd if say that is a dud winner, not Corey Connor. 
Corey, Corey Connors is moving the ball, man. Corey's getting all those hybrids in the bag at part where it's perfect, poofing him out of the rough. Over I know there. he was hitting a couple of those heaven woods out of the rough. <laughs> uh, Phil was really, 116. Yeah. Sorry. I, I really think Ryan Fox is so damn good. And it just seems like not a lot really phases him. He's just like the, the dad who shows up for like little league practice and then has like men's league after that and crushes like a dozen beers and then goes home and like, cooks his old lady dinner and like snuggles with her on the couch. Like he just seems like he's got everything working for him and not a lot phases him. I, I might need to spend tomorrow diving in on Ryan Fox, learning a little bit more because I, I'm with you. Every time he comes on the screen, I'm like, all right, like tell me more. I'm, <laughs> I'm interested. You know, I couldn't tell you much of what's going on. I know he's, he's kind of a legend amongst the, uh, the Kiwis, but he doesn't, I, he doesn't. We had a lot of fun in our in our Slack today joking about. It. He doesn't look a lot like a tour pro. He looks like a dude that just cleans up at like, you know, all of the area matches. Like he wins every. He's won seven straight club championships. And like if you draw this, he's, dude, playing, it's he's like, playing off a two. Like yeah. how am I supposed to be? He's playing off a two. Dude, this guy's just a fucking menace. You know, can do. he gets seven played off a two. He was probably going to make it on tour, but he tore his rotator cuff playing softball. And like he might give Q <laughs> School a shot. Too. He got drafted. I know. Got drafted by the Pirates. He played rugby uh, too in, in in New Zealand, and uh, yeah, he just he just mash absolutely mashes on the ball. But um, look, I mean, these these big boy majors, big boy golf courses. If he's there at four, I will tip my hat if he's there after four rounds. Oh, yeah. But like, holy shit, we got so far to go, guys. So far to go. Hey guys, you know who I like? No, hey, better not freaking make me look bad tomorrow. I That's loved stronger. what I saw. From the pro yeah. Max Homer today. TC made a comment in the Slack thread about man, I, I wish he'd settle down, take his I, I love how intense Max was today. I it, he was he was he had some red ass at times. I love seeing that out of him. It was great. I'm I, ready I'm, for him to shoot a 67 tomorrow. I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be in contention. I really do. I said it in the preview pod too, and was not feeling great about it after the first three holes when he he started with two bogeys. But uh, kind of what we said up front, like very complete golf course. I think Max is a very very complete player, right? He he drives it long enough, he drives it straight enough, he hits his irons great, and if he can make some putts, like I'm totally with you. I think he'll be there. I'm obligated as much as uh, you know, as much as I'm riding. I love to ride for the pro sustainability models would like to point out he's number one in strokes game putting to this point i just i'm obligated to point it out no i know the, sure. the counter to that is you gotta have a hot week putting sometimes to True. win a major i just gotta and, see him strike the ball a little bit a lot better. and that's what I, that's what i was gonna say is the the yeah counter Four to that is like seven he just greens. doesn't usually hit it that bad right I and mean, hopefully you know he's i think the major things getting getting to him a little bit probably right and he's probably pressing a little hard and holding on a little tight and well, i think he wants it and i love to see guys who look like they want it i think that's what sorry but that's what so often is missing to me when i watch pga tour golf is like which one of y'all actually want this yeah. I, I can't tell can i can i can i, can I devil's guys? advocate here can i can i public defender this bit randy because you're this hard on any golfer anywhere ever max incredible player abysmal major championship record and you're you're giving me i love this i love this i love this what makes this different because because he wants it doesn't mean he deserves your respect in this regard oh i hit him I with it randy hit no, him with I, it I, that was the eye test that was what today was about and the ear test god i heard him dog cussing himself i forget what hole that was maybe after the bogey on uh it was somewhere in the front nine or his back nine or he played him in order it must have been 11 
where he bogeyed that par three. He was he was dog cussing himself. Came right back with a birdie on twelve. Uh, of course, I'm biased for Max. Like you know, shocker there. But I, I do love the compete. I, he showed me a lot of compete today, and I I think that's what I'm looking for. And you know, again, he might shoot seventy five tomorrow and make me look terrible. That you know, we we that's certainly a possibility. But I think he's too talented. I think he knows because I tell him a lot, you know, his major record stinks and I think he wants it really bad. And I think it is going to happen. I think this is your fault then. I think you must be putting this in his head. Putting too much pressure on the boy. Yeah. And I saw he crushed the New York Times mini today. The kid's starting to feel himself. Which let me, let me ask you this. At. He, uh, he texted me before the round and he said, Hey, uh, I'm really feeling a grilled ham and cheese uh, for lunch, but I don't want to call it that. Is there something else I could call it that that would still get my order across? <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. I think he just called a grilled ham and cheese. Oh, he's searching I don't for know a if crossword there's a, clue. I don't know if that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That from the, makes more sense. Yeah. From the Wednesday. Oh, my God. God, we got we got him hooked on crosswords. It was a clue on the Wednesday. That's scummy. That's no, so uh, scummy. Yeah, I totally thought we were talking about lunch. I, I missed I missed that. I was Which, telling him all about this deli right down the street from my house. Yeah. I was like, oh, I go there all the time. I always call it grill ham and cheese. <laughs> now, it ended up being, I see somebody saying Monte Cristo in the New York Times on Wednesday. Uh, it ended up being a Cuban, which technically is a grilled sure. ham and cheese. You got some other stuff on Pickles there. Pickles and yeah. things of that nature. I do not like the pro play in the game that way. If you want to do the, if you want to do the crossword, it's got to be on your that. own. Of course you do. You're riding. You're riding. Edge. You're riding too hard for Max here, big. Well, I got to thank you, Jack Werner, in the comments. Max is a strap champion. That's what today's round reminded me of, DJ. You remember how yeah. much he wanted it at Griffith Park for totally. Neil and myself. That's yeah, he was what. That's what willing. I saw today. And you know what he did that day too? He putted well. He's yeah. willing putts into the hole. You exactly. know, we shouldn't look at that like a bad thing. Hey, time. Max, I'm not going to treat you with kid gloves like these guys. <laughs> these guys do. You're a bigger talent than what your major record shows, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and, and glad hand your your T27 standing right now. I know you're capable of a lot more, and uh, uh, these guys just don't believe in you the way that I believe in you. So, <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, anything else before we wrap it tonight? No, I think RIP to Tom Kim, his family. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think he had a great career out of him. And unfortunately, he succumbed, succumbed <laughs> to the mud out there. But, uh, you know, so that'll, that'll be hard for the players out there tomorrow to uh, be playing with a heavy heart. But, you know, the show goes on. Uh, oh, yeah, my guy, my guy with the blanket. Guys. Late in the day. For for those, for those, we got If you're if you're watching, we got a twenty five percent off in the pro shop. I think. <laughs> yeah. No, for those just listening on the podcast, God, there were two like just. I, this is probably unfair. Kind of look like maybe stoner, <laughs> st not teens, but maybe early twenties. And one kid is just watching. I think that's Hatton. He just has the biggest blanket around his shoulders with like an off kilter bucket hat. Love that look. I've never been this prepared for anything in my life as this kid was for this, this evening to cool off. <laughs> he sure. brought a blanket to a golf tournament out there. I'm I'm guessing he was, uh, you know, just in the neighborhood. And they're like, yeah, it's just going on around the corner. You want to walk out there? He's like, yeah, it's kind of cold. I was going to grab the blanket. That's great. I mean, and also you just spread it out. If you find a hole where nobody's watching, <laughs> spread it out. Maybe take a snooze. That's, I mean, that's great. 
Um, some programming notes. Um, Neil is going to be on ESPN, I think, with Maddie and the Caddy, I believe, at around 2 o'clock tomorrow. If you want to see that, he's going to give a little preview for uh, we are going to be on ESPN plus our own um, Megacast feed, whatever you want to call it, from 10 a.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern on both Saturday and Sunday, only on ESPN+. Plus. Overseas people, I don't know how you watch it. However you would watch ESPN+, Plus, I, I really don't know the answer to that. Um, you reach out to Stephen A. Smith. Yes, he will. He risk, all, the inf- all the information on that. He will give you uh, everything you need there. Uh, I am also out for the remainder of this week. I'm turning the keys over to the substitute teachers. Uh, my wife is getting is graduating this weekend, so I'll be at her graduation. Um, I if the, if something crazy happens, I'll be happy to call in, but will not be watching the golf. DJ, are you going to man the Twitter? Are you going to be on the ones and twos? Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I can I can I can pop in, can pop in <laughs> every now and again. It's not going to be prolific, but you know we'll we'll keep the keep the ship afloat. Okay, Randy's uh, Randy will volunteer to do it if uh, if you don't want to do it. Would so, love to. Yeah. So, thank you everyone for tuning in, Cody. Thank you for running the ones and twos. Thank you, High Noon. Thank you, Mizzen and Maine. Thank you, DraftKings. Uh, pre, thank you to Scotty Scheffler for not running away with it. Let's just will that into existence. Thank you for Bryce yes. to Bryson for being back, and uh, I am very excited. Uh, I'm I'm sad to miss this weekend. This has been a great major through through 18 holes, and I'm going to miss a lot of it. But uh, as part of growing up. I will say one thing, just so people are asking already. You will be there Saturday on the ESPN Plus. I will be from the hotel. I'll be on Saturday, but will not be on any live shows the remainder of this week. Um, Correct. That is is the fact. First major I've missed since, uh, I think, 2013. So, very sad to do this. But Code Man, I I want the people to know I'm going to be on the Sunday ESPN Plus. And I, and I want people to know that's an 8 a.m. start locally for your boy, which is which a, is probably a 6 a.m. call time, which is uh, a big, big sacrifice for me. So you're welcome. Well, we asked if you needed me to fly out to uh, to be producer and, and wing for you there if you needed a wake up buddy. But it's going to be. It's gonna be a lot like our weekly Monday meetings, where somebody will be trying to get a point off. You'll hear Randy's coffee grinder in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, real quick. Oh, this is Randy. Yeah, I'm on. (laughs) All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This was a blast. I hope it is a wonderful uh, major championship weekend and Friday and may have some guests. Maybe maybe a guest tomorrow. We're still working that out. But uh, fun stuff to come. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow night. Cheers. Cheers.